Hello, and welcome to Jim and Ben's Most Excellent Movie Adventures. I ah, see what you did there. See what my you name did is there. Ben, and my name is me. Jim. I and mean, we got one stallion. I feel like we could have done that better. There was you were talking over me, I was talking over you. You know, we didn't have you know the Bill and Ted level of synchronicity that we needed just then. Well. Wild Stallions is their band. This podcast is like our band, and they don't start off very good. It's true. So, there's synchronization there. Yeah, I mean, they get better, Ben. That's what. Uh, that's oh, what... we have not seen proof of that in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, okay. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I was pretty upfront last time when you announced that this was uh, what we would be looking at, and I wasn't terribly familiar with it but i was thrilled that you picked it you know that was basically my whole you know mo if you like now when i actually watched it um you know in the last sort of few days i realized i think i said to you on the last podcast i'm like oh, i think i've seen the second one you like think, a you lot. Said you've just seen bogus journey i haven't seen either <gasps> um but the sequence, for some reason, the thing that sticks in my mind, the sequence where all the historical figures are at the mall, I've seen that. And I don't know why I've seen that, but I've seen that a lot and not the rest of the movie. <laughs> it is when, like, for example, uh, if you're on the internet and you're going through clips of movies and stuff like that, uh, it's the one of the clips that is shown. Uh, yeah. It's the one that everyone repeats and reposts and all that sort of stuff. But um, I actually didn't remember a lot of this movie. I remembered key things, but this movie really is like the, the, start, the first 30 minutes and the last 15 minutes are, are kind of this movie. The middle is effectively a montage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, no wonder I didn't remember it. It's an oh, odd movie. I thought that this was like, that you were like a mega fan of this or something. Like I thought when you picked it, I'm like, oh, this is because Ben's like, knows every line is like in love with it. You know, like I thought that was the level. What I like about this movie and what I remembered liking about this movie is the kind of Monty Python Rosencrantz and Guildenstern a dead kind of absurdity and juxtaposition of the language in this movie. Like these are two very likable slackers who have this outstanding grasp of language that they overuse. And I've just always enjoyed it. I've always well, enjoyed it. That is the defining feature of the film is the way Bill and Ted talk. I'm just like, this is such a unique cadence and rhythm like that. And obviously like everyone kind of knows the rhythm, but until you watch the whole film of it, you're like, what, what is this? Like, because it's just, it's just out of nowhere. It's like, it's half surfer, surfer bro, half Oxford professor. Do you know what I mean? And it just yeah. smashes them together and it just doesn't take any prisoners. It never explains it. Okay. No. It's just like, this is how they And talk. nobody else in this universe speaks this way. No. It's like they've symbiotically developed into what they are. Yeah. Uh, but before, before we kick off too much further, I've made it my life's mission in this podcast to make sure that we actually say what the plot of each movie is. Oh. Because I've noticed a couple of times we haven't. So, very quickly, just a quick bare bones facts and plot. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure released in 1989. 
Uh, it's classed as a sci-fi comedy, which makes sense. Written by Stephen, Her- uh, directed by Stephen Herrick, who actually directed two movies I know for a fact you really dig. Do you know really? what they are? No, I don't. First one. Let me just double check. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> uh, Mighty Ducks. Hey. Second one. I'm not sure if you love this, but I feel that you do. The Three Musketeers, 1993. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, okay, there we go. I do love that. Nailed it. So, yeah, so he is very much like an 80s kind of director. Like, he was kind of heavy in there. But anyway, back to my facts. Um, The story is basic. It follows Bill and Ted, uh, and Ted is going to be sent to military school unless they pass with an A+. Their final history exam or, or, or talk, uh, and basically it turns out that in the future, 2,688 to be exact, their works as musicians have led to a utopian society where everyone is excellent to each other, no war, everyone's there's no poor or poverty, anything like that, um, and basically, Rufus, a time traveling guide, comes back in time to help them pass their history exam um that's that's it man um there's also a sequel bill and ted's bogus journey and there's a prequel bill and ted face the music which that that's i would be quite interested now to watch both of the others like you know have you seen face the music i haven't oh Um, which is which is part of the reason i chose this i have seen bogus journey and i've seen bogus journey a lot it was one of those ones i had on vhs yeah back in the day um, and it's got one of my favorite characters uh, in any movie in it. Um, and I, I won't spoil who it is, but I, I just love them. Yeah, nice. um, the audience might know who it is because it's a pretty prominent character. Our, our uh, but, wide viewership. Yeah, wide viewership of we don't know who watches this yet, That's if right. anyone. Or listens. Or, or listens. Or knows. Or yeah. it's like, it's pretty much just you and me talking. Like, High <laughs> small circle of friends. <laughs> no, they're not <laughs> watching. You don't- our friends aren't watching this. That's <laughs> no, true. Um, all right. So that's the plot. So, yeah, we were talking about the characters in this movie, which is all this movie is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, it's unique. And you know what I was thinking as I was watching it? I was like, this is, it's so funny coming from Spy Who Loved Me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, we have gone from world ending stakes to maybe the lowest stakes Ever when you think about it from the perspective of this movie is about presenting a high school history report, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like 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 the final battle is is a is a talk is a talk in front of a class. Now, look, I don't know why they're staging their high school history reports in a gigantic auditorium. Like that's like no Looks high better school. on screen. Yeah, I'm sure it does, but like you know. And uh, somehow they they missed the part of the film where Bill and Ted bribed the AV guy to actually like give them some pyrotechnics and and you know, yep. um, but that like that finale is is hilarious like and just so fitting. But um, I I really enjoyed this movie. I don't know if I could watch it a lot to be honest because it, it's kind of one of those movies where I was like, this is super charming um, and. It's, it's delightful and it's fun, but it's not always funny, you know, like it's sort of not a laugh out loud. No, it's not like there's a joke a minute, you know, or, you know, joke a joke a second. It's, it's just kind of like, 
heartwarming and charming and fun and light, you know, and it's got a few sort of like pretty clever little things to it. But, you know, uh, it, it is that interesting kind of comedy where it's like, it's not laugh a minute. It's not like, you know, just side it's, stitcher. So this movie, if it was made today, <clears throat> would be described as a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. Like this movie is about what it, what it feels like. Yeah. It's not necessarily about what is kind of the story or whatever. It's like, it's these two insanely likable teenagers or men like create, like nobody in this movie really, nobody in this movie dislikes them except for Ted's dad. Yes. <laughs> um, and Ted's dad is a literal jerk for no reason. I was... um, <laughs> oh, it is explained at the end by Sigmund Freud. That's right. Um, <laughs> yes. Which is hilarious as well. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's this like, even like their teacher, when he's telling them that they're, they're going to fail at the start of the movie. He's like, look guys, he's, look he's guys, like, he's like, guys, like, he's like, he wants them to pass. I'm gonna he knows have, they want. I'm going to have to flunk you. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't want to. Um, and even, sorry, just when you talk about the parental characters, like oh. we've got, there's some extremes in this movie. We've got the, the, the dad who is, you know, just often military school and the yeah. police chief and that. And then on the other side, we have this bizarre kind of it's relationship. Kind of like hippie dad who has married yeah. a, a a person I believe is only a grade above Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's it's something absurd like that. And then and also, but I think the thing But that, she's delightful. That, that, that they're there and they're like they're all just everyone's just happy and it's just part of it. And I think one of the funniest lines in the movie for me was Bill on stage at the end. Oh. And Freud's like and Freud's like, uh do you want me to do you? He's like, oh no man, I'm fine. Just a slight Oedipal complex. <laughs> Then they look That's at the one other. line I laughed out loud at because I'm just like, oh, like this movie is so self-conscious yeah. of what it is and who all the characters are. Like the characters in this movie are broad strokes, yeah, but they're broad strokes in such a wonderfully kind of like self-referential way. Yeah. Um. So this movie, the reason, the other reason I chose it is I love time travel. Yeah. Like, I love it. It's my favorite mechanism in fiction by far. Do you know that, you know, in, in, in uh, my, my other job, um, teaching film and television, I have an entire assignment that I created with the basis of time travel because I love it so much as well. It, so. it also, like, in most circumstances, should be avoided in fiction because it's incredibly hard to do well or novel anymore. Um, so, like, in this movie tackles it in a way that i find wonderfully just it doesn't care no it's it's like the whole thing's just crazy i think one of my favorite um just just absurd stupid things is when they are trying to pile into the uh phone booth and they're actually traveling through time like and it's horizontal and they're is all that... like exposed to the time stream like it's a bus or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, well there's a right that's kind of a weird Okay, so uh, this film was originally developed as a sketch. Uh, so the two writers in this did the characters of Bill and Ted uh, as a sketch. They, they weren't time travelers at the time. There was actually a third one called Bob in the sketch. So Bill, Ted and Bob. And they originally were writing a sketch film. Um, and 
the father of one of the writers is the uh, is a famous author. Oh, which one is it? Pretty sure it's Solomon. Uh, you... Riveting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's a famous author, and he's like, no, 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 stop the sketch comedy. You should do the whole concept on Bill and Ted. So they wrote this movie, and originally the time travel vehicle was a van. Ah, okay. But the studio said we can't do a van because Back to the Future did a vehicle. Yeah, right, 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 right. So they did a phone booth, and they didn't care about Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I had I had heard that that like. It was a phone booth, but they'd never heard of Doctor Who or something. And it was yeah, just well, coincidental, they, like, you know. And it, like, eh. Well, Doctor Who was still very just a British thing back yeah, then. Like, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, there were the, the nerds who knew about it, but culturally phenomenon wise, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah I, sorry, I was just going to say one of my favorite scenes, I have two favorite scenes from the movie, right? Like, uh, having now seen it. The first is um, when they dress up in the suits of armor um ted falls down the stairs right and then gets stabbed and you think he's dead and it's just his line which uh when when bill finds him and he's like i fell i fell down the stairs and fell out of my armor i'm like that makes no sense that breaks no sense and it's hilarious like it's just move on like you know what i mean that was probably my other laugh out loud moment from the movie it was like the edible complex which again for the slacker bill like you know he should not know know he shouldn't be that self-conscious he shouldn't be that self-aware no and and then this is is all this suit of armor thing where he somehow falls out of it when he comes down and it was just this stupid bait and switch um, but the other scene, that's my favorite scene in the movie. And this is weird for me. Can I just say like, if, okay. you, if you like, so me and movies, I'm, I'm sometimes referred to as the robot, right? Because I, I don't, I don't have the emotions, you know, that, uh, some he other doesn't people... like, he doesn't like Toy Story or Animal movies. Yeah. I'll never be picking that. Um, no, 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 no dissing to Toy Story. They're fantastically made films. You know, won all the awards. Um, I, I just, I don't feel anything. You don't feel the emotional stakes <laughs> of the film. I don't feel the emotional stakes of the film. But where I did feel some emotional stakes, and I don't really know why, when Bill and Ted, like, accidentally go to the future, and oh, they and have they... that scene with, like, the three floating people and all the they come out and they do the strum and i was just like look i didn't shed a tear but i was like this means something you know (laughs) well yeah because like these this this world or this future is meeting their literal heroes the people they've modeled their whole lives over and they know probably they can't interact a lot with them yeah so they just give them their local sign of respect which is like the whole strumming of the guitar thing and it's just um, like, it's just so simple and it's, it's stupid, but it's just that idea that like the whole foundation of that society is be excellent to each other. <laughs> just and party like, on, dude. And party on. Like, and it's like, and that's what does it, you know, like, so but like, I was, I don't know. I got a bit philosophical about the whole meaning of this movie, which it, it literally is be excellent to each other. Like it's not more complicated than that. But it is kind of like the most fundamental thing of almost all religions, all good people who go out there into the world and do good things. It's, hey, be, 
be good to another person and they can be good back to you. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. And I think actually be excellent is almost more all encompassing. It's not like just being good. It's like, be your best. Yeah. Be your yeah. best to each other. And I, I don't know, man, as I said, as a, as a 37 year old man turning 38 this year, for some reason it, it struck an extra chord with me this time when I watched the movie. When it was you, that extra step of being excellent. Maybe we're just getting old, you know, we're, we're getting the feels now. Yeah. Like it's like, Oh, the guitars, the air guitars. And then, and with the thing, and then... So the three like elders in that scene are like famous or at the time were famous, like, one was a famous uh, saxophonist. Uh, one was like a famous bass guitarist. They're all like not the main members of their bands, but like famous people in their bands. Oh, oh, that's nice. I don't have my notes. My notes have crashed on me and refining them is too hard. Oh. Uh, but I do remember that they, they were people. Um, I, do, I do remember. I do remember they did they things. were people. They and they did the music. people. Like musical people. Um, so one thing I wasn't, a huge fan of in this movie and it's it's a weird thing to not be a fan of is napoleon yeah it's it's interesting it's sort of i was kind of thinking about that character too because the movie doesn't really aside from the dad it doesn't really have an antagonist you know it doesn't have an antagonist and napoleon is kind of an antagonist you know uh for the film like but I'm just like, yeah, he's not threatening. Um, like so, and and he, a lot of time is spent with him. So, um, I did find it though. I think Napoleon, yes, yeah, some of the Napoleon stuff, most of it, in fact, you know, wasn't that great. But it did have one of the funnier moments, which was that the little brother ditches him because he's boring. <laughs> I also liked when he threw the kid out of the way on the water slide. Yeah. But that yeah, like, water slide, that water slide park is deadly. Did, did you see the guy almost flip out of it? He nearly goes right out. I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, they don't make them like they used to those eighties water slides. Um, but yeah, like Napoleon, like is kind of set up as a dangling issue that doesn't turn out to be an issue. Um, so I think that was like a, it was almost like they kind of, uh, I wonder if there was more of him and they chose just to keep the kind of be excellent parts and it's like, Oh, well this needs to be shorter. Cause yeah. 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 I mean, he may have fulfilled more of an antagonist role in some earlier, earlier drafts where he yeah. actually, you know, did something bad, but you know, in, in this case, he, aside from, you know, being, being an angry little Frenchman, or maybe he was supposed to be funnier. I don't know, but I, yeah. I just didn't find the, the execution particularly humorous, but um, but again, you know what is humorous and what I could just look at forever is Keanu Reeves' haircut in this movie. Like, that's a, that's a thing. To they behold. nailed the whole, he hasn't washed that in a couple of months. And yeah. every time he touches it, it stays where he left it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, the, that, the casting of this movie was kind of interesting in that they cast, it, they cast Keanu quite early on right um and again it was like they were both kind of trained stage actors at this point and alex winters was interviewed he's been interviewed a few times about this movie and various other things but he credits uh keanu and him getting the parts for this movie as they never treated bill and ted as cartoons they approached them as stage actors 
they went to efforts to create differences in what essentially is identical characters, mm. like as far as motivation, speech, all that sort of stuff. So like Alex Winters was saying, I played Bill more rigid in my movement. Like it was like a sharper angles and stuff like that. Whereas Keanu played Ted more flowingly, like just these little changes that they worked with and developed with each other to create people who were clearly best friends and belonged together, but were separate things. Um, but yeah, so like apparently there was like a casting of 300 people to get Bill's character. Uh, and eventually like, he's like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. And they chose him because of his kind of like his, his kind of the classic he had kind of a little bit extra with Keanu and, yeah. and he puts chemistry. that down to, yeah, and he put, that's it. And he puts that down to, one day they both rocked up on motorcycles to one of the chemistry tests. So they had a big chat about motorcycles beforehand. Like they had this little bonding moment. Uh, and I think it's kind of, kind of really nice. It's very, it's very Bill and Ted. Like you have to have two people who, who believably could be friends. Um, what, what I sort of found like interesting, if you look at this as like an early Keanu Reeves movie, like um, one thing I was doing after I watched the film is I was looking at dates cause I've seen a lot of other Keanu stuff from around this time, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, how close is all this? Cause he's playing a high schooler here. Like, and sure enough, it's like 89 here, he plays a high schooler. And then it's something like 90, 91 where he's in point break and he's an yeah. FBI agent. Do you know what I mean? And like 92, he's in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I'm like, that's like hard. Usually when you get sort of into a high school role, like, you know, um, particularly early in your career, you're kind of saddled with that for a while. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was kind of like to see, to go Bill and Ted playing a high schooler, then FBI agent, something, you know, probably closer to his own age. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, was, I actually, was just interesting to me. I actually found their careers a bit interesting because obviously Keanu Reeves became Keanu Reeves. Um, someone who is still beloved in cinema and people go out of their way to watch anything he's in, regardless if it's the type of movie they want. And I had the thought of, well, why doesn't, why didn't Alex Winters launch? Um, and it's mainly because he kind of, by that stage, didn't want to. He left acting to went and went behind the camera. He's done documentaries and producing and things like that because he was a child actor on Broadway. Like he was doing like five nights a week to King and I with Yul Brenner back in the day. Like, and he kind of burnt out and he said he had great parents and all that sort of stuff. He did have some, some bad experiences. Um, but yeah, he kind of just decided to, to not, uh, he's really only come back for uh, recently another Bill and Ted. Um, I sort of like, you know, and, and that's, that really made me want to go see particularly the third Bill and Ted because I didn't really realize until I started looking into it after watching this one, mm. you know, just how much of a passion project the third one was like, and it's so weird to me now, like in this age of nostalgia where literally anything that once was popular at all gets greenlit. It's like they struggled for like 15 years to get Bill and Ted three to happen. And it was and like, they both really wanted it. Yeah. And they both wanted it to happen. And it was, I don't know, there was some, I was reading something where it was sort of like coincidence that only when Keanu sort of came, came on to John wick and that lit up, you know, yeah. Bill and Bill and Ted three suddenly gets, gets, and then traction. you got, 
and then the old COVID happened as well. Like things kept getting in the way. It wasn't really malicious or anything. I mean, like this movie, the first one was a financial success. Like it was made for like 10 mil. It made 40 at domestic box office, which is pretty good. Like it's really good for this sort of movie. Um, It was one of those sort of movies that appealed to so many different demographics like there was like the small children to teenagers to adults like ourselves who who kind of really liked it. Um, I have a question for you. I believe that in this movie there's a secret that the future people aren't telling Bill and Ted. Actually, I believe there's two, but I believe there's a main one first. Hmm. And it's never discussed anywhere in the movies. I did kind of check. I believe time travel causes eye damage. <laughs> Which is why they all wear sunglasses. And every future person, every time that thing is about to take off, conspicuously puts on sunglasses. And they don't give Bill and Ted sunglasses. I believe it does cornea damage, just quietly. Because <laughs> so, they make a point of it. It's it's you know it's a good point. And and do you think that the great ones, Bill and Ted, become blind guitarists because of all of the time they've spent time traveling? We'll find out in the movie. Yeah, in, in the, the third in movie. The third one. <laughs> we'll see if we see. The other thing I want to point out is that maybe Bill and Ted aren't the saviors they're made out to be. It's possible, and I think highly likely, that all their life events are manipulated to make them famous. Because if someone had to come back in time yes. to make sure they passed their history report, and someone's always had to come back in time yes. to make sure they pass their history report. And if that wasn't done at least once before, like the time travel loop in this movie is a little very broken. Call that like, a bootstrap paradox. Yeah. <laughs> like someone always has to have come back in time to send them on the path. But at one time, someone had to choose to go back in time to send them on the path before they were a thing. Paradoxes, bro paradoxes the other thing i love is how they play with time travel in the last end of this movie when they're breaking into the police station yes that's that's great that's actually really quite clever like it's like like, because at the start of this movie ted's in trouble because he is accused of stealing his father's keys yes and ted has not stolen the keys (laughs) but But we find out that ted has (laughs) stolen the keys because when they're outside the the thing they're like dude only if we had your dad's keys He's like, well, wait, if I think about stealing his keys two yeah. days ago and put them behind this sign, he goes, whoa, I did steal my dad's keys. <laughs> and they do this a couple of other times throughout that whole kind of sequence of like, imagine, remember, reminding themselves to go back in time and put things in place yeah. so that they can get through this police station. Uh, and I find it delightfully wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was great too. Like, it's, it's also just just goes with kind of the fun of the movie like you know and and it's also sort of just it's it's a strange thing that the biggest thing this movie has going for it is that you just want them to succeed do you know what i mean it's like it's like that's like you know and and a funny thing is as well like obviously you say sort of alex winter ended up you know not quite doing the same level of 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 acting but yeah keanu reeves has often been you know, again, not really, not by people like you and me, but like, um, but you know, some critics have sort of said, oh, he's wooden. He's, he's, you know, he's not really likable. I'm like, 
Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure doesn't work unless you love both Bill and Ted. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it sort of puts all of that to rest. It's like, he's very good at being watchable and likable and, you know, uh, everything. Because the, this movie is nothing if you don't want them to pass the history report. <laughs> like, you know. And, yeah, like, they have to be likable. You're right. They just have to be. This movie is very very boring if they're not likable if they're not in medieval europe and you don't love that they're flirting with princesses because they just have no concept of station or who they're talking to or why this would be a wrong thing if you have them in the wild wild west saying hey man like we lo lovely hey man we we can't fight we're weak yeah. like but maybe maybe we like this this kind of like they have this this little bit of something, the je ne sais quoi, that everybody who meets them identifies. Even the people who are like, you're slackers, you're never going to be anything. You can see they even say that with that, that twang of like, well, actually, you're, you're pretty nice. Like even like Missy, right? Yeah. Missy's rooting for them. Yeah. She's like, he, everything she does is like, hey, can you drop us? Of course, I'll drop us. Hey, there are sodas in the fridge for all your historical yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Like there are all these kind of wonderful kind of, everyone in the movie gets it. Except for Ted's dad. Yeah. <laughs> God, man, he's the worst. Like, as far as, like, movie villains, he's he's up there for me at this point in time. Yeah, I guess, you know, he, he does. If, if I was saying there's no real antagonist to the movie, like, I guess Ted, Ted's dad is as close as you're going to get, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. I also dig the mall scene. Um, yeah, I mean, I was saying it was the one I'd seen. I'd definitely seen that, but it's a yeah. great sequence. Like you yeah. know, and and the the way it escalates, and you know, like just even just like who would have thought, you know, Joan of Arc doing like jazzercise? Do you know what I mean? Would and they they gently hint that that may be why she did so well because she was going to take it back and teach it to her army. Yes, like, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so like and Genghis Khan, like his sole thing was he had a club. But he got a better club. Yeah. Like he found a baseball bat. Like there's this this wonderful, like, and so crates. Yeah. Oh, that, so that crates and Billy joke. the Kid. That was a great joke. It's like, oh, I think one of my, my other favorite lines was like when they're going up the escalator and it's like, okay, everybody, who's your buddy? Find your buddy. <laughs> and they're like, watch the stairs. You don't want to get sucked in. Like, yeah, but yeah, that's like, it's like, find your accountability buddy. It's like, like it's like, like buddy up. A buddy system with Socrates and Billy the Kid. I'm like, yeah, it's that's like, pretty good. When they land in the start of that joke, when they land in ancient Greece, they're like, oh, it's it's Socrates. You'll find him under Socrates. Yeah, yeah that's in right. In a history book. Like, like they say his name right and then read it wrong. Yes. Uh, and then um, there's a, a weird link to a movie I really love. Uh, and that movie is Old School, which is probably a movie we'll never watch <laughs> for yeah. this podcast. It doesn't really make sense. But... There's a character in that movie called Blue who uh, is just like this old guy who all of them love and he passes away in the movie and Will Ferrell's character sings Dust in the Wind at his funeral. And it just whenever I see that in a film, it makes me think of that. But when they're talking to him and like they don't understand him and he's just like, um, like dust in the wind. <laughs> yeah. And then Socrates is like, yes, like sands through an hourglass. So are the days of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's it's wonderfully, and I said it before. It's it's Monty Python esque. It's yeah. American Monty Python, um, as close as you could get to imitating. And they do reference it as a, a, 
a like wow i'm having trouble with words this time uh, as an inspiration it's, it's, it's like bill and ted took all of your words that you yeah. would usually Most say excellent you know and they uh they've articulated themselves better than than you this time you know they even kind of went out of their way a little bit and hired the set designer from holy grail yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted that connection to Python because yeah. they loved it so much. And I think you, you definitely got that. Like, you can even see that the low budget charm of the movie, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all there. So, and that is the other thing as well. Like, you know, it's, it's a low budget charm, like mm. deliberately, like the more money you have, the less this movie works in a weird way, like, yeah. you know, so it's the fact that it's, again, it kind of goes with that underdog story and the, you know, the idea that like you, you're rooting for them because it shouldn't work, you know, like that, that kind of thing. So, so I got two more things I'd like to talk about. One of them is quite I would often like to stop you. You are not to talk about them. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go what ahead. What to being excellent go to ahead. each other? Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Um, quite often I like to pick who each of us are in movies because I find it amusing. Uh, and usually I try and pick an awful character for you. But the two characters we have to choose from really are Bill and Ted. Um, and so I, similar that I don't know how you really do that. I think I got it, right? Okay. I think I will probably be Bill and yes. you're probably Ted. Yes. And that's because I think just in your past, it was more likely that you could have possibly sent to military school if you weren't a good student. <laughs> you were a great student. You were fine. But if you weren't, I think it's more likely that your family would have sent you to military school than my family would have sent me to yeah. military school. Look, I, I don't mind being Ted at all, but I'm not keen on that haircut, right? Okay, so it's like... Well, you pull off the floppy hair i think i must say if you if you would ever see me in my high school days i did unfortunately have quite the mop of hair uh similar to the old old teddy boy you know yeah um yeah so uh the other thing is i like to choose things from movies that i think makes an ingredient in making the perfect movie and i think the easy choice for me would be time travel right but i'm not picking it because I've got another movie in the future that I'm sure I'm going to steal time travel from. Oh, nice. So that 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 movie's a while away, just as a heads up, but there's another time travel movie in our future. Um, I think what I love about this movie, and I think should be in every movie, is, how do you describe it? The wholesomeness of their relationship. Yeah. The unquestionable... There's no like, there's no time and it would have been really easy to do and a really cheap way to move plot forward. There's no conflict between them. There's no time one of them makes a decision and the other one doesn't back them up 100%. Well, there's no manufactured conflict, you know, no. like, because quite often, you know, in movies, there is manufactured conflict where it's sort of something small and it doesn't really need to be there, but the, they're trying to raise the stakes. So they'll manu try and manufacture this, make something out of nothing, yeah. basically. And yeah, they don't fall into that trap. I think it's, I think you're right. It's a, it's a nice so, so thing movie needs best friends like just loyal best friends and just thinking about that when you were saying like manufactured there's one opportunity they really had in this movie and that was with the princesses who we haven't <laughs> mentioned no. where where ted's like hey man like princesses and and bill's like hey man no we gotta we gotta stay on task and then ted's like yeah but princesses <laughs> 
and Bill's like, yeah, princesses. Okay, yeah. let's go. Um, so the princesses are in the second movie uh, quite heavily uh, or more than they are in this movie. Uh, and the whole like thing of like, they didn't fall into a trap of a love story. They just like, hey, like they're members of the band too. Here they are again. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah but yeah no sorry yeah that was my thing so best friends don't, best don't, friends forever don't be sorry we are here to talk about the movie you know like that best is the forever. that is the primary purpose i'm feeling i'm feeling waffly this podcast little 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 waff little waff i'm okay with it we can all have a waffle podcast <laughs> well Waffle's remember delicious. I, I don't know if our five listeners care if we waffle or not you know like i i personally in being excellent to you don't care so you know. should be excellent to me like can we just party on absolutely you know like absolutely if bill and ted have taught us anything it's that we can at least do that look i'm gonna give my final summary of yep. i dug it okay um and i am thrilled that you picked it so well done padre i, I will wrap up with it's not classically a good movie in any stretch of the imagination but it is just an insanely enjoyable film it's a film that's all about making the viewer happy true it's 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 not about conflict it's not about sadness it's not about emotional journeys it's just like hey here's the vibe we're gonna have this vibe go this whole movie and you're gonna really really like it um and i think i will probably re-watch this sooner than almost any of the other movies we've watched recently uh because i think this is just a really good background movie of kind of tuning in and going oh, i remember this bit i want to watch this five ten minutes and then kind of going back and playing computer games or cleaning the house or whatever but yeah, I, uh, I really dug it. I'm, I'm really happy I chose it. It is a good time. And look, from those good vibes where just pure optimism and, you know, radical joy. Uh, don't, don't do it, Tim. We're going to take a left turn. Um, so are you ready to, uh, to discuss what we're in for next? I am. And I just want to tell you quickly, I've built up some anxiety over the last few podcasts because <laughs> I've realized I've put myself in a position that I didn't realize I'd put myself in. And I know you have, I know, you know, you have something in the chamber that I'm going to dislike so, so much that, that I'm going to flip out. And I don't think you'll choose it this week. No, not and this you know, week. I, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who does watch this. I know, you know, the movie I'm talking about <laughs> and Every time you pick a podcast, my anxiety, uh, a movie, my anxiety is going to grow. But anyway, back back to your left turn. It's not that movie, Ooh. but I actually don't know if you've seen this. Like, oh, that now, makes me excited. I don't know. You might have, but unless it's one of the eleven James Bonds I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I was tempted just for the just for the lols, right? <laughs> like, just for the lols to be like, let's let's do that to him again. Um, but no, look, I want to go on a, a different kind of journey one which does kind of involve the rewriting of time much like bill and ted um we are going to watch and i'll get the title i won't give it the fan title i'll give it its real title uh we're gonna watch Zack snyder's justice league <laughs> you know what Colo i've seen i've seen the original justice league ah i haven't seen Zack snyder i didn't think you had so um so there's look, a reason for that is it could it be that it's four hours long it's four hours long bro it's four hours long so have fun with that um <laughs> like i've never been proven but i'm sure i have add four hours is a long time man 
well, you know, you know, you have no choice, which is the fun part for me. Um, so, you know, between now and uh, next podcast. You used to be cool, man. Four hours. I was never cool. Um, so, <laughs> Is there a reason you've chosen this quickly or are you going to get into that next podcast? Now, nah, let's get into a next podcast. What okay? was, uh, sorry, it's called the Snyder Cut? No, well, look, it, it, colloquially, fans call it the Snyder Cut. And honestly, next next week's podcast, I will probably exclusively... There's so ref- much history you're going to talk about with this movie. Oh, I love it so much. Um, but like, you know, and next week, I'll probably exclusively refer to it as the Snyder Cut. But officially, its released title is Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm not going to go the step further, and I'm not going to make you watch Justice is Grey, which is the exact same film in black and white. Um, so... <laughs> It would have been the end of our podcast. <laughs> I'm like, you can keep the color. All right, Ben, you can keep the color. Give me some joy. It's got to be. It's four hours of Justice League directed by Zack Snyder. But... It would have been It would have been awesome if it's like, hey, it's all subtitled and it's like a 19, like 10s movie where it's just like a Nickelodeon playing in the background. <laughs> no dialogue. Yeah, no. So look forward to that. Until then, be excellent to each other. Hey. Be excellent to each other. This is Jim and Ben's movie adventures, and it has been most excellent. Party on, dudes. Bye.